0: Welcome to Zero to Start, a podcast about VR development that brings you inspiring conversations with immersive creators, developers, and industry leaders. I'm your host, Siciliana Trevino. Subscribe to Zero to Start on your favorite podcast platform and connect with me on Sicilianatrevino.com. Web AR and social impact is a powerful combination that fuels dynamic connection, community building, awareness, and action at scale. Augmented reality experiences that run on a web browser have the potential to reach billions of people all without having to download an app. Earlier this October, Niantic's eighth wall platform launched their Hope for Haiti Challenge in partnership with Hope for Haiti, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving lives in Haiti. The challenge is an opportunity for developers to showcase their ingenuity, contribute to the evolution of immersive web AR experiences, and make a genuine impact. Plus, there's a chance to win cash prizes. Wall works across iOS and Android devices, with an estimated reach of 5 billion smartphones worldwide. On this episode of Zero to Start, Sarah Porter, Director of Innovative Philanthropy at Hope for Haiti, joins me to share the nonprofit's mission how they started their immersive journey, and how you can participate in their 8th Wall Challenge happening now. The deadline to enter is November 6th, so let's get started. Welcome to Zero to Start, Sarah. We're excited to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you. I am really excited to be here and to talk about what this new challenge is.
0: Before we dive into the Hope for Haiti challenge, tell us a little bit about yourself and what your first aha moment with VR was.
1: Absolutely. So I am the director of innovative philanthropy with the nonprofit Hope for Haiti. We focus on poverty alleviation in the south of Haiti. I actually really love that you're asking me this question about what my aha moment was with VR. So it was actually a few years ago when I was living in New York City, and I went to a place called VR World in Manhattan, and I hadn't had much experience with VR. I had tried on a headset like here and there, but this was, I'd say, my first experience with really how sophisticated the technology has become. So I was going through all the different experiences, and it was mostly games, and I was just so blown away. I felt like I was there. And at one point, I actually had to take the headset off and walk away because I really thought there were zombies behind me. I was like, this is too scary. But it just reiterated how immersive this is and how I really felt like I was experiencing this new world. And I couldn't get the question out of my brain, Why are we not using this? Why is the nonprofit world not using this technology to share their work, to share their mission? In the Hope for Haiti office, we always ask each other this question, if we can't bring everyone to Haiti, is there a way to bring Haiti to everyone? And that's when I got honestly obsessed with VR and how we could develop a VR experience to really connect people to our work and to our mission.
0: I love When those aha moments strike and you find new ways to create connection and meaning using technology. Tell me more about Hope for Haiti, the mission, and the incredible work that you've been doing there.
1: Yeah, so we have actually been working in Haiti for 35 years. So we're in the south of Haiti, our office and infirmary is in Lakai. And we focus on poverty alleviation. And the way we do this is through four core program models, education, healthcare, clean water and economic development. And I would say the reason we have been so successful over the last 35 years and we've seen so many impacts really is because of our Haitian team. And that's something I truly love about Hope for Haiti and the way the organization operates is that the majority of our staff is Haitian. They are from the local community. It's personal for them. I am not Haitian. I do not know what's best for Haiti, but my Haitian colleagues do. So here in the U.S., part of our role is to help raise the resources and support so our team in Haiti can do the work. We work with 24 specific partner communities in the South. So in addition to those four core program models that I referenced, earthquake response, long-term earthquake response, that rebuilding repairing and healing has been a major part of our work these last two years. And again, led by our Haitian team.
0: How were you able to convince Hope for Haiti to produce its first VR experience?
1: For one, I wouldn't stop talking about it. (laughs) Because again, I, I just saw what I thought at the time, yeah, incredible potential this could have. And I don't know if it was fate or what was going on, but we actually ended up shortly after I had that experience at VR World connecting with the VR studio, FXG. And we both got really excited. They had never had a nonprofit partner before. They wanted to get into more social impact work. I was clearly the one saying, like, I think we should give this VR thing a try. And this was also during the the height of COVID. So we were all at home, you know, we were not able to have in person events. Everything was online, you know, so many virtual events. And I think that's something as we come out of the pandemic or this phase, you know, whatever we're in currently, a lot of that has stayed. You know, a lot of stuff is still online, it's still digital. And I think the landscape of philanthropy is really changing. And there's a need for nonprofits to be able To keep up with that and meet people where they are you know meet their donors and supporters where they are so we were able to come up with a scope of work and say okay if we were to do this vr experience was to focus on haiti what would that look like and the studio fxg said give us um blueprints of one of your partner schools send us photos, send us videos, and let's recreate via CGI a landscape of Southern Haiti and representing one of your specific schools that you work with. And I really love what they came up with. It's a three-room schoolhouse. So there's three classrooms that you can enter. You can actually pick up a piece of chalk and write on the chalkboard. They put in all these little immersive like Easter eggs for people to find. There's a Haitian flag that you can raise and lower. They put in one of our water wells. As we talk about access to clean water, that's one of the ways, you know, we help provide it to communities. So you can actually pump the water well, fill up a bucket. The landscape is pretty large, so you can walk around, explore it. There's different animals, flora and fauna of Haiti are represented. There's a big waterfall. And for us, you know, it's been a new way to connect people to our mission, to what we do. And I think it also gives us a way to tell Haiti's story in a different light. We know how Haiti is portrayed in the news. It's poverty, it's corruption, it's natural disaster, it's civil unrest, and then there's a period after that sentence. We know that Haiti is not without its challenges, but we also know that is not all of Haiti's story. For us to help reframe the narrative, I think we can use tools like VR, AR, Web3 to really help tell Haiti's story in a different way.
0: That experience is where you and I connected for the first time.
1: Yes, that was the first time that we met as avatars. It was October 2021. We had our soft launch event. I think one of the takeaways for me from that event, because this is a new world for us. You know, we, we are not experts <laughs> in VR XR, any of these things, we're learning as we go. But having this launch event, you know, for a small group of VR users, VR influencers like yourself, for us to all come together, again, as avatars, our CEO is an avatar, which was kind of surreal, I, I really didn't know what to expect. But it felt so natural like everyone was just chatting with each other. I remember we did an icebreaker and intro session surrounding that fire pit that we have inside the app. And then we went into the schoolhouse and I remember our CEO, again, we're all avatars. He ended up kind of standing in the front of the classroom and all of the attendees were by the chairs, like the desks and the chairs, almost like students. And I remember he had just gotten back from Haiti. It was Shortly after the earthquake, and he was telling his experience about going down, being with our team, you know, responding to the earthquake those early days. And we had such what I thought was an authentic and genuine conversation. People were so engaged. And again, we're inside a VR app as avatars, we're coming from all over the world, all different time zones. But for me, that was proof of concept like, okay, this works. This isn't necessarily going to replace anything that we already do. We are back to doing our in-person events. Those are very important. But this is another way to reach people. And also, I would say the next generation, not to sound cliche, but new and younger donors, these are the spaces that they're interacting with. So how do we make sure that we're there too?
0: I walked away from that truly inspired. It's very impressive that with computer graphics, and being in a world that looks a little bit like a video game, you don't have to have the actual representation, the 360 video, which while there are places for that as well, you can have meaningful connection to the people that you're with, and to the place that you're visiting with off the shelf tools that you can use to create that digital space. So there's a suggestion of it. But it's still we walk away with the power of the place and the people that we meet there. Did that move the needle for you? How did that inform your progress and evolution of your digital program?
1: Yeah, this has actually gotten us into some really interesting spaces that in no way would we be in right now had we not started this journey with VR and now getting into XR more broadly. So we've been using the app at a lot of our in-person events. We've been using it at our big celebrations. We have one in New York every year and then one down in Naples, Florida, and we've gotten really good feedback. And it's so interesting because you have people that are familiar with VR. They've used it before and I'll put the headset on them and I'll hear, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, this is so cool. And then I like to stand next to them and say, Oh, what are you doing right now? And they're like, I'm pumping the water well, or, Oh, I just walked into the schoolhouse. Oh, I'm watching one of your organizational videos. So it's just been really fun. And then what I love is people who have never used VR before, have never put on a headset. And it's interesting, too, at like some of our galas, you know, I'll bring the headset, we'll have a little pop-up VR booth, and I'm always wondering, like, oh, are are the ladies with their dresses and, you know, their hair done and their makeup going to want to put on a headset? And people absolutely it's interesting it's new they've never done it before and hearing people say i've never experienced anything like this before this is incredible you know that really speaks to the power of the technology and being able to bring people to a place <laughs> that they wouldn't necessarily be able to go to granted it's a it's a different version but I've also used this at events where people have not been familiar with Hope for Haiti. We did a really cool event out in LA and we were really just kind of getting our name out there, you know, building community. And I had a lot of people after they tried it, we had a great conversation about our work and about what Hope for Haiti does. The VR app is specific to our education program. So being able to share more about the work we do in education now that they've been able to go through that experience, you know, they had maybe five minutes in the app. For me, it just opens the door in a different way because now they have some context to who we are and what we do and what does our work look like in Haiti. And in addition to that, we've been at AWE the last three years as presenters, but also in the playground. And that's the really fun part of AWE, where you have all the different experiences that people can go through. We've gotten to show the app to hundreds, if not thousands of people over the last three years. And now we're exploring even more broadly, I'd say an even more accessible way for us to show our work.
0: Which leads us right to your WebAR Hope for Haiti Challenge with Niantic's 8th Wall. Tell us all about it.
1: I am so excited about this. I would talk about this all day if I could. And this actually came out of AWE as well. So again, directly connected to our work with VR. When I was there this past summer, I was able to meet some of the Niantic team. We had some great conversations, some really interesting follow-up meetings, and they just launched a new partnership with us, their 8th Wall Hope for Haiti Challenge. This is a a challenge that they are sponsoring, and it's specific to AWE. AR developers. For the grand prize, it is $5,000 cash. Niantic will also do a spotlight blog, and then the winner gets a meeting with Niantic staff. There's three runner-up prizes that each get $2,000, and the categories are Hope for Haiti Mission, Best Original Storytelling, and Most Aspirational Web AR Experience. And in addition, there's three honorable mentions and one community favorite. So again, four additional places, and each one of those is awarded $1,000 cash prize. And we're hoping that we can get these all out on a broad level. I just think there's so much potential with this challenge, because like you said, we can reach potentially billions of people. Not everyone has access to a VR headset but almost everyone has access to a phone and it's never very far from our hands. And the fact that you don't need to download anything, you know, these can be accessed by a QR code. That is huge when we're talking about accessibility. So I think together with 8th wall Niantic and the XR community, we can really push this out there again, to do some real good to make a real impact in Haiti and help provide healthcare to where it's needed most. I mean, right there, I think that sums it up. So the challenge is currently open and it'll run through November 6th. So there's definitely still time to join, submit your AR project. Three entries are allowed per individual or team. Projects must include a one-minute demo video showcasing your web AR experience. And something that's really exciting is that all the submissions will include a link to our donation page. So that way, users have the option to contribute to our work. And our goal is to actually get 1,000 donations once these experiences are public. And all funds raised are going to directly support Hope for Haiti's healthcare program and being able to provide healthcare services in Haiti. So again, we're using the digital world to make an impact in the real world. And that's why I'm really hoping we can get this out more broadly. I know there's a lot of AR developers out there. There's also prizes. So not only are you doing like a good thing for the world, there's also some really amazing prizes that come with this challenge.
0: There's truly a lot of ways for developers to tell new stories and make an impact with this challenge. Once creators have submitted their projects, how soon after November 6th are the winners announced?
1: Yeah, it's actually a pretty quick turnaround. The winners are going to be announced on November 10th.
0: What resources from Niantic are available to help creators?
1: Yeah, so they're actually hosting three info sessions. One was our kickoff that we had on October 3rd. Myself and our CEO were part of that to share more about Hope for Haiti and what this challenge is going to be funding. And then there was a Create workshop with the focus was immersive storytelling as a call to action. And then the last one is WebAR for good, how to ignite action. Also, there is a resource guide that Niantic has for developers that have a lot of tools. They have our assets. They have a lot of info. So on the resource side, there is some things to tap into and I've taken a look at their deck. It's really, really good. (laughs) There's a lot of info in there, which will make it easier for the developer community.
0: Fantastic. And links to those resources are in the show notes. There's also a wide variety of templates available for creators on the 8th Wall website. It's inspiring to see you bring this powerful combination of web AR and social impact to life with this unique challenge supported by Niantic.
1: We are so grateful to Niantic and 8th Wall for wanting to partner with us and having a social impact mission. I think that speaks a lot to who they are as a company and that they're launching this challenge in partnership with a nonprofit. Hope for Haiti can really help create a roadmap for other nonprofits to follow. I mean, I really want to see other nonprofits using immersive tech to help share their mission, raise awareness and to raise donations. I mean, that is how the work gets done. You know, organizations have to secure the amount of funding necessary. So why not use tools like AR to make that happen? I mean, to me, it seems like a no-brainer.
0: What do you think creators should consider when designing their projects? And do you have any tips to share?
1: Yeah, I would say storytelling is probably first and foremost. We want people to walk away having a, not only a better understanding of our work and what we do in Haiti and how access to health care really is life-changing. You know, people relate to stories. People relate to people. So as much as that can be an element, in these web AR experiences. Also, just going back to like what some of the prizes are, you know, Hope for Haiti mission. So the web AR experiences that really tap into Hope for Haiti's mission and what we do, I think will be key. And then also that it's inspiring, you know, that people walk away with that call to action, wanting to learn more, wanting to join us, you know, wanting to make a donation because they know that it can help change lives. For me personally, when I play around with AR, experiences, the ones that make me smile and the experiences that are interactive, immersive, they're fun. I think that will also go a long way in this challenge. And I also think it's just going to be really fun. So I I hope the developers have, have fun with this as they're creating something that makes a real impact in the world.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to add about participating in the challenge and something maybe that we haven't covered? Even if you can't participate
1: or you're not an AR developer, I would ask if you could share this with your community. We're really hoping to see a lot of submissions come in because again, this is such an amazing partnership. So that's one ask I would have. Also, please learn more about our work. Please connect with us. Hopeforhaiti.com is our website. We're on you know, all the social media platforms, just at Hope for Haiti. If you're in the New York area, we actually have our big celebration event on October 27th. More information on our website. Feel free to connect with me. Like I love talking about this stuff. My email is just sarah at hopeforhaiti.com.
0: Thanks so much for being on the show with me today, Sarah. I appreciate learning more about Hope for Haiti and how you're using WebAR to innovate, increase social impact, and critical donations.
1: Thank you. I really enjoyed our conversation. I love talking about this stuff. So again, thank you for having me on and letting me share this with your listeners.
0: I hope this episode of Zero to Start inspires you to start exploring the world of WebAR development through the Hope for Haiti Challenge. The deadline to enter is November 6th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to check the show notes for links to the challenge and tools for developers at eighthwall.com. You can support Zero to Start by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a rating and share this episode with your community. Until next time, happy installing.